This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He is Daryl Ryder, and we absolutely love him. He's brought to us by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. All right, so the big story of the day, the Browns owner is buying 176 acres in Brook Park. Now, uh, what does that mean? Where are we going with that? Daryl Ryder has been all over the story since the first day we cracked the microphone on It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Daryl has a story up at 923thefan.com right now. I advise you to go read it. Great stuff. Daryl, how are you? What an interesting story. Yeah, uh, you know, this is um, another step in the process for the Browns as they try and figure out ultimately what their future in Northeast Ohio uh, is going to look like. Uh, Want to be clear on one thing. Uh, there is zero consideration. Uh, the team is not going anywhere, okay? <laughs> the Cleveland Browns are not going anywhere. Uh, where they play football, though, uh, here in the region, eh, that uh, very well could change. But, um, yeah, they, uh, they've not purchased any land at this point. Uh, they're finalizing the details of a potential purchase agreement uh, for this land, uh, which is directly across uh, from Cleveland Hopkins International Airport. It is south of Interstate 480, west of Interstate 71, and east of State Route 237. So if you can just in your mind visualize that area, that's where the old Ford plant uh, is, and it's flat, uh, it's easily accessible, RTA, uh, obviously, you've got the airport line that that runs uh, through there. So it is a very accessible location for everybody uh, here in Northeast Ohio. It just so happens to be that it's not within the city of Cleveland limits. It's in the, uh, the city of Brook Park uh, city limits. But um, there's, there's nothing final here. This is just uh, a piece of... Uh, their evaluation process. They clearly have found a site. If they cannot move forward with a renovation to Cleveland Brown Stadium, that they then could move forward with the building of a brand new state-of-the-art facility for the team. Daryl, what do you think they want to do? 
I think they want a new stadium. Just that's my opinion. I can't stress that enough. That is my own personal opinion. Um, I think that they would be very happy with a renovation to Cleveland Brown Stadium. But if they could build a dome uh, on this property in Brook Park, I, I think that that would be a win-win for everybody. And again, I can't stress enough. That's my own you know, personal take uh, on this particular situation. Um, you, you don't go down this path if it is not serious business and something that you are legitimately considering at this point. Because my understanding is um, that, yes, they, they've had productive conversations uh, with Mayor Justin Bibb, the city of Cleveland, about the current stadium. Um, they're not as far down the train tracks as I think that they want to be with those discussions or need to be with those discussions because the lease expires at the end of the 2028 season. And as we have talked about extensively, time is running out here to to do something. So, um, you know, th- this is something that is, you know, front of mind in the overall future of the franchise here uh, in Northeast Ohio. The commissioner, Roger Goodell, was in town December 17th uh, for that game against the Chicago Bears. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine uh, attended that game, met with the Haslams, met with Roger Goodell. Uh, the stadium situation was discussed, the pros and cons of uh, staying in the existing building or building something brand new. Uh, that is not on the lakefront. So um, big news today, no question about it, but uh, this is just a small sliver uh, in what is a very lengthy process in figuring out where the Cleveland Browns will be playing football in 2029 here in Northeast Ohio. Let's be honest, it's the first step, right? This is step one, that there's yes. actually some public information out there. Well, this is this is the first tangible uh, tangible step where – um, they actually may leave the lakefront now uh, because all of the conversation, even though I and others have been asking the question, hey, you know, are you uh, considering building a new stadium elsewhere? And the answer from the Browns has been uh, in unison. We are focused on the existing building and making it the best fan experience it can be, uh, as well as, uh, you know, a, a public asset that can be used year round. The fact that they are working now on this purchase agreement, it's not final. They haven't bought the land. That's very important to point out here, but the fact that they are down this path now really makes it known. Hey, if we can't get the existing stadium renovated, we are more than prepared to build a new facility outside the city of Cleveland limits. Daryl, your gut would tell you if things were to progress and they buy the land and then they're going to build, would your gut tell you roof of some kind, either permanent or retractable? Yes. Yeah. They, 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 it would. It, my gut tells me this would have a roof on it because here's the thing, Jeff. If it doesn't have a roof, right, if they do what the Buffalo Bills did and build a, 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 an open-air building, what do you really gain from that? Okay? Other than it's, hey, it's a brand spanking new building. However, if you build a dome, and I pointed this out in my article, if you build a dome, and this goes to what's happening later this year at Cleveland Brown Stadium, September 13th, uh, Billy Joel, Rod Stewart are coming into town for a concert on a Friday night. Browns are probably going to, will, I guarantee you, not be in town for that particular game. We'll see if they open at home on September 8th uh, when that schedule comes out. Of course, there's a lot of 
conjecture out there whether or not they might head to South America to, to play the Eagles uh, on that Friday night to kick the season off, but that would mean then they'd open the season uh, on the road for two straight weeks at minimum. But uh, it goes to the heart of the challenges the current stadium presents, right? They can't play a football game on Sunday uh, with that concert. However, if it was a dome stadium with an artificial surface, um, they could. Um, and then guess what? After that game is played, uh, the, the following night, they could have another concert or, or major event. That's what those buildings allow you to do. And then there's obviously the larger, broader conversation of, you know, what other major events can the, the, the fine folks like David Gilbert and the Greater Cleveland Sports Commission and Destination Cleveland recruit to the region, right? Uh, obviously, Final Four comes top of mind because that has to be played in a dome. Uh, then Super Bowl, and I noted this in my article, and, and I know Browns fans detest every time I mention it, but it's a fact, and it's uh, unique to the Browns situation, and that is the Cleveland is the only city involved with the National Football League that has nothing to do with Super Bowl Sunday. Other than people that have been here. No, I mean, uh, I mean, people that were born in Cleveland. It's the only other connection we have to the Super Bowl. Well, no, I mean, the the, the Lions have at least hosted. Right. uh, The Texans have hosted and the Jaguars have hosted. Correct. Uh, They've not played in the game, but they've at least hosted. The Browns have neither played in it nor hosted the game. So and I'm not saying that this new dome stadium would guarantee that the the Cleveland gets a Super Bowl. But at least that gives you the option of, of. bidding on such an event which obviously the economic impact of that or having the men's final four of course we have the women's final four coming here uh in a couple of months but uh the economic impact of bringing those type events and then you could compete maybe for a college bowl game or uh, other you know collegiate events hey the, the the browns have hosted at the stadium college football uh in recent years as well so the haslams uh, since they did their last renovation in 2014 2015 have made it part of their mission to add calendar dates to the stadium but the existing building makes that very difficult to do uh, on a massive scale so um again this is the first tangible piece of evidence that the cleveland browns would in fact actually consider leaving the lakefront yeah, and I'm glad you started things the way you did because I just don't think they like. We had one caller who's like, "Oh, this is the worst thing since Art Modell. This is nothing like Art Modell moving the team." I'll, to I'll be honest with you, Andy. Nothing. I think this would be great if it happens. I have been against Agreed, staying Darryl. on the lake we all agree with for that. years. Agreed. What this would this this. And I know, you know, from a tax perspective, that it might hurt the city of Cleveland a little bit. But I think in the long run, it might benefit because they could generate additional tax by actually throwing the existing stadium into the lake and then building uh, tangible residential, office, commercial, uh, realist, whatever, right? Other things on that lakefront. Um, when you go down to that lakefront, there are basically three, four things you can do. You can walk down to the pier, you can go to the Rock Hall, you can go to the Science Center, or you go to the stadium. There is nothing else. That stadium is on an island all by itself, okay? As with the lakefront, you know, if you're coming into the Cleveland because you want to go to the Rock Hall, right? Because that's, you know, obviously what Cleveland's known for these days is the Rock Hall. I mean, every logo for every event we have has a guitar in it, right? So um, (laughs) there's nothing really tangible to do. When you walk down that bridge over the shoreway, to get down to the lakefront, there, there, I believe there's one or two restaurants down by the pier. That's it. 
There's no clubs. There's no, there's no street activity down there, right? And so if you can get the, the stadium out of there uh, and, and really build that out, put the stadium in a location that's really accessible by car, because let's be honest about it, uh, this is what Browns fans do on Sunday. They get up first thing in the morning. They pack their cars full of hot dogs and beer. They drive down to the Muni lot or their parking lot of choice. They get out, put out their grills, tailgate, drink some beers, go to the game, leave the game, go back to their cars, and they leave. There's not a lot of uh, economic impact that maybe the Guardians and the Cavaliers have, right? Because they're in that gateway neighborhood and there's bars and other businesses around there. That doesn't exist for the Cleveland Browns as the situation stands now. That's not to say that it can't change with all these lakefront development plans, but it, it just I, I feel like for everybody involved, right now the Cleveland Browns are doing uh people a tremendous favor by beginning this process of creating an alternate option for themselves outside of just this one to one point two billion potential renovation uh to a building that would remain an outdoor facility and, uh, you know, have those same limitations. Daryl, is there any chance, and my gut would tell me no, you tell me, you've got a better feel for it than I do, any chance that they're buying possibly 176 acres to to strong arm the city into giving them what they want on the lakefront? Or is this, hey, we've talked to them, but this is what we're really looking at? Yeah, well, um, and... I don't want to speak in absolutes here, Jeff, because sure. there are no absolutes. Right, we don't know. Okay, you know, we, we just don't know at this point. Right. Obviously, and I put this in my let's be honest about it, it is a shot across the bow at the city of Cleveland, right? That, hey, you know what? Uh, if if the stadium renovation thing isn't going to work, and, and this is business 101 as well, right? They had a plan in place. They've got drawings and art and things that can be done. Remember in 2021, they put out that beautiful lakefront development plan themselves, mm-hmm. uh, the Haslam Sports Group, right? And the city of Cleveland basically, uh, you know, the, yeah, whatever, we'll just, you know, look at our own thing. And then the, the mayor spent a couple million dollars to have yet another lakefront study done. And, you know, they're going through that process right now, right? Nothing's moving forward. And so uh, in, in regards to the lakefront, at a pace that coincides with the end of 2028 season timeline here. So um, I'm not going to say, and I understand the question, Jeff, and I'm not ducking it. I'm not going to say that this is the Browns way of twisting the city's arm to get their way and to get the, the, the renovation moving forward and things like that. I think this is just common business practice. Hey, we have an option on the table to, to renovate the stadium. Well, what if, that just doesn't happen. It can't happen. Remember, it's a city-owned building. Okay, City of Cleveland owns that building. And they're always having to come up with money to make repairs to that building. So, um, you know, this, I, I you know, obviously don't know the, the behind-the-scenes here as far as what the Browns are thinking uh, when it comes to uh, the actual setup of a, a potential new stadium or whatever, but it would make sense if, you know, the Browns' ownership goes ahead and, and, and buy, buys that land, assuming that that moves forward, that they would build and operate the stadium. You know, you have public contributions could come in the form of infrastructure, tax abatements. I mean, there there are a lot of things that can be done that don't necessarily uh, include actually cutting a check, so to speak. Um, and I think all those discussions still need to be had, right? 
Um, but th- this, again, this is tangible evidence that the Cleveland Browns are working on a plan B if they can't get a stadium renovation. Let me throw one other thought at you about this. Are the options in, in your mind, renovate the stadium or 176 acres in Brook Park? Could the city come back and say, you know what? We just built Opportunity Corridor. There's a lot of stuff out there that could use some development. Let's. How about if we put something there and you build a new stadium somewhere in the city of Cleveland that's not on the existing site? Is that even a possibility? Steel Yard. Yeah, I mean, maybe Steel Yard. Yeah, yeah, and you got to and you got to think in terms of accessibility here too. Exactly. Um, yeah, and, that's... And, and and this is why I. Gerald, I the mean, other site by the airport's perfect. Yeah, I mean, I mean they, you're close. To we, we all we all know that. Turnpike this is the site that I have been talking about for years and years and years, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So this is not a stunning surprise to me. Okay. I have been talking about this site forever because you have, you have uh, two major interstate highways. You've got uh, the airport right there. Turnpike's you've close. Got, Turnpike's uh, real close. You've got yep. RTA right there. Like, I mean, that is just a perfect spot. If you were going to leave the city limits, if you were going to leave the lakefront, that is like the perfect spot to drop a uh, a dome stadium. So there's um, plenty of space there, Daryl. It's already yeah, sitting there I just, waiting I for don't development. Know that it's you know, and and um, you know, we've seen you know other sites speculated about. To your point about you know, could they find a place in the city of Cleveland? Uh, the site acquisition's already been done here, Jeff. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm right. saying? Like yeah. they they found this spot. Like they, 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 that that's a perfect spot to put it. Uh, and so um, you know, we'll see how this thing moves forward. Again, nothing's final. They haven't actually bought the land. The purchase agreement has not been completed. So things can still fall apart. You know what I mean? I mean it's business, but this is our first tangible proof that the Browns are willing to consider another option that does not include renovating Cleveland Brown Stadium. And can I throw this in, too? Our airport has been talked about for years as needing, you know, renovation. And, uh, and how, we, about a, how about a $3 billion overhaul? That's, yeah, that's what coming. the city is currently right. working on. So you put that next to what could be sitting there that we all know from a sports standpoint. What a thing for the region. Well, here's one for you, too, and I put this in my article. State Route 237, which connects the airport to the interstates, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, obviously, it you know migrates its way into, uh, into Berea there. Um, that's all going to get rebuilt. as part. That's part of the $3 billion project that the city is working on. You've got terminal reconstruction. You've got the adjacent area around the airport reconstruction. Uh, and then you've got the actual uh, transportation infrastructure portion of the project as well. And that includes State Route 237. So if there is ever a perfect time to begin this process, it's now because then you can have the conversation with everybody involved in about, okay, we're going to you know make changes to 237 and, and things like that. How do we tie that infrastructure in to this plot of land where uh, a stadium could be put? So um, yeah, pretty significant development today, and uh, we'll be following it. All right, Daryl, last question, because I only have about 10 seconds here. This is the first time, and if you go back and listen to, <clears throat> excuse me, it's always game day in Cleveland. Uh, if you go back and listen to the archive, this is the first time, though, that the Browns have ever kind of said, you know what, maybe we can 
not be on the lakefront because we've had this yeah. conversation before where I would be like, oh, Brook Park, that's a great idea. Or, you know, I talked about some places on the east side, and you came back and said, nope, the team is 100% committed to staying downtown. This is the first time we've seen it where it isn't that way. Yeah, and like I said, when when, when you get the lawyers involved starting to draft up paperwork for 176 acres, that indicates you're pretty serious about what you're doing. All right, Daryl Ryder, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Can't wait to talk to you on the next It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. And, of course, Read his article now for all the information about the Browns uh, buying 176 acres in Brook Park. Thank you, Daryl. You bet, guys. Thank you, Daryl. Now for 2020, here's Andrew Hody. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Dan Menigan. All right, so today is trade deadline day across the NBA, and we all know that deadlines spark uh, movement. So nothing massive that has come down yet. We'll go over some of these moves, and uh, feel free if – one of them is so below the uh, threshold to just go, eh, and we'll move on. Okay? M-E-H, meh. It's a wonderful word. Meh. It's purpose. Meh. Meh. All right. So we'll start with this. Oklahoma City Thunder. This is the latest trade that has come down. Oklahoma City Thunder finalizing a trade to send guard Trey Mann and forward Davis Bertans to the Charlotte Hornets for Garden Hayward. Eh. There's got to be contract stuff all through that deal, right? Yeah. Oklahoma City doesn't make a trade unless there's – Huge implications for the first well, for the future, it seems. So it sounds like from what Adrian Wojnarowski, we're going to use Woj as the backbone of this all stuff because we know he's the 31st franchise. But it sounds like they're gearing up for kind of the buyout market to go get a big guy, all that stuff. They, they need mm-hmm. one behind Chet. We'll see what the Thunder do for the rest of the day. But that trade is very much a eh, kind of trade. All right, Knicks. Knicks and Pistons make a trade that's really interesting. Boyan Bogdanovich and Alec Burks are heading to the Knicks. The Pistons getting Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn, Evan Fournier, and two second-round picks, along with Ryan Archidiakono. I, I think Quentin Grimes think is a bad. really interesting young player. Yeah, but, but Alec Burks can help a team that 
has a chance to go somewhere in the playoffs. I, I think I think he's nice and Bogdanovich as well. I it, it's interesting because I think the Pistons, despite the fact that they've absolutely stunk out the joint this year, have some nice pieces. It just they they just haven't come together yet, and they're not going to get the chance to. So I I think the two guys the Knicks picked up helped the New York Knicks, especially with Brunson and Randall. That sounds all. Good for the Knicks. I, I don't think that's, I think that's a good move for the Knicks. Yeah, absolutely. Knicks. That's a that's a good one. Um, Quentin Grimes would be a guy that I wonder if the Cavs had circled at one point or another. But, you know, when you don't have a ton of assets to play with, it's tough to go play at the deadline. So we'll see what they do in the buyout market. All right, moving on to the other moves that have taken place here um, that are worth noting. The 76ers have traded Daniel House and a 2024 second-round pick to the Pistons as well. That is the definition of eh. I think that's right. I speak for everybody with me. Yeah. yeah. All right. Jeff, you good with that? What'd they get? Um, Nothing. Pretty okay. much, I think, salary cap All right. filler. There you that. go. So, yeah. Well, then that really is. Yeah. The Utah Jazz finalizing a trade to send center Kelly Olenek and guard Ochai Abaji to the oh. Toronto Raptors for Kyria Lewis, Otto Porter Jr., and a 2024 first-round pick, sources tell ESPN. Jeff, you've you've kept an eye on Ochai Abaji. I think he's an interesting young player. He's got to be thinking, wait a minute, I just got into the league not too long ago and I'm on my third organization now. Um, opportunity in Toronto, they're trying to rebuild a little bit, so maybe he you know, maybe he gets a shot there. And what's Utah doing? Collecting first-round draft choices. God knows they have plenty coming from the Cavs. Hmm. And the Timberwolves. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on this. I just, I'm, I'm just looking at this. I, I think a couple teams got a little bit stronger today. I don't feel like I'm over the top though that anyone has made a deal that's going to win them a championship immediately from one of these trades. But uh, keep going. Well, this one may help. The Indiana Pacers trading Buddy Heald to the 76ers for Marcus Morris, Cork uh, Moss heading there as well, and three second round picks. Buddy Heald, of course, a great shooter for the Indiana Pacers. Uh, Marcus Morris helps to increase Indiana's defense a little bit. So I don't know. Maybe these games are now one thirty five to one thirty, you know, to to one thirty two instead of being one forty five to one forty two. You know why Buddy Heald is known as Buddy? Why from the movie? Oh. Because his real first name is Shivano. You'd go by Buddy too, wouldn't you? His middle name's Rainier, so the beer from there. Shivano. Don't know if I've ever met anybody named Shivano. And so that. That other guy's named Buddy. And so that is our trade deadline roundup. We'll keep you up to date on anything I, else that's coming down. I got a feeling it's not going to be massive I, I like Buddy Heald for the 76ers. Gives them another option. The only the only thing there is, I don't care who they bring in there. Unless they get Joel Embiid back, they're not going to win the East. Clearly. I mean, that's quite obvious. But imagine Heald on that team if you know with Maxi and if Embiid's able to come back. Different look. All right, let's get back to the other story of the day. Now you're up to speed. If anything happens with the Cavaliers, you know you'll hear it right here on 92.3 The Fan. For more information on what's going on with the Browns and the uh, potential and la- uh, land acquisition of 76 acres in Brook Park. Is that a better way to put it, Jeff? Potential land acquisition. Yeah. Okay. Let's go with that. The, two of the three Ford plants that were out there. Reportedly in negotiations to buy land. So... It, they haven't bought it yet. Yeah. Apparently so there, talking about it. There's you, a lot of feeling and emotion on this story, too. And I, it's been, I would say the majority of everything we've talked about today is positive if the Browns wanted to go out to Burke Park. That there isn't a whole lot. Of, we've had like one phone call of somebody who's like, 
can't move. This is Art Modell. No, it's not. This is nothing like Art Modell. You know, if I had to bet money, I would bet that this got leaked today for a specific reason. Well, there was talk about a women's soccer stadium. That yesterday. wasn't it. Oh, that was one of the things in downtown Cleveland. No, that wasn't yeah. it. We, we were all scheduled to do our positional breakdowns of wide receivers today. Yeah, because that's exactly what it was. Oh, my God. We can't let them do that. Let's put something out there. Can't. We're going to have to hold that off for a whole nother day now. All right. I do want your feedback on this situation. So I we've been, you know, the, the phone lines have been absolutely jammed all day. We've only had a chance to take up a phone calls today just uh, because of just all this information coming out. So I do want to hear from you. 216-474-0092. Let's go to... Uh, Let's go to Stu in Shaker Heights. Hi, Stu. Hey, Andy. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Hi, Stu. Let's meet my friend Jeff. Good to have you with us. Yes. Okay, your turn to talk. Okay, so a couple things. One, I heard a caller talking about uh, the arena downtown, and the Coliseum was so much better. I just wish I could have plopped that downtown because it's a really crappy arena to see place. And the Coliseum was much better, but... Stu, hang on before we before we have this conversation. Stu, you're on a, you're on an island. Jeff, yeah, I think you're on an island too. Do you remember how bad the bad seats were at the Coliseum? I I'll agree with Stu on one thing. I thought that sitting in the bowl of the Coliseum was fabulous. I thought it was a great place to watch a basketball game. Stu, I'll agree with you on that. All the other amenities much 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 better in the new facility. I agree, but, you know, I don't like the fact that you can only go into your own section. You used to be able to walk around the bowl and watch the game. You know why that is, though, don't you, Stu? So they can capture your money. There you go. Ding, 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 ding. And it's not, you know, it's not exclusive to that arena. That's the way they're all being built now. Yeah. Okay, next. I know, it sucks. But, but the Browns, okay, the Browns thing, okay. I, I've been to Browns game since Turkey Joe put Bradshaw on his shoulder. My dad was an original season ticket holder. I was at Red Right 88. Oh, dude, Football. your resume is outstanding. Stellar. Very good. Okay. The football game is meant to be played outdoors. So if they were to move to Brook Park, they better freaking have a, a retractable roof because domes suck. I don't want to see games on artificial turf. I want them on grass. I want them like real football. You know, Second. they do have retractable roof stadiums with grass on the inside now, too. They can do that. They, they do have the technology. True, but like Houston, for example, doesn't even open their dome. So, I mean, I, if I, I'm weary about a dome. I'd rather it be open here, but I understand the argument. Stu, Dude, let me let me ask you one question, and I'm yeah. I'm only asking for to clarify. Have you ever been in a dome stadium for a football game? For a football game, no. It's it's a it's not the same type of experience you think it is. Stu, let me be honest with you. It sucks. I agree with you. Yeah. Football games inside inside domes domes are not anywhere near as good. That's why I've been pounding my fist. Uh, about retractable. So I agree with you on that, Stu. I'm not a huge fan of games inside. So Now, the problem with the airport being across the street is how tall can they build it, right? Because yeah, it's right across question. from the runway. There's a whole bunch of FAA regulations that will be. Yeah, so they, they've already, uh, we were talking about that this morning. One, let's not forget our current stadium is at the end of a runway, <laughs> right? Not for 747. Uh, I don't know if you watched the commissioner leave here when he was here. Thank you. When the commissioner left, but it is at the end of the runway. That thing banked <laughs> off to the uh, right side of the stadium when he left. So uh, the 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 airplane stuff is is laughable because everyone forgets that our current stadium is at the end of a runway. Let's not forget that. Thank Point. you. All right, your reaction, Browns, 176 acres in Brook Park. 
Good idea, bad idea, and your emotions to it, too. 216-474-0092. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Baskin and Phelps, 92.3 The Fan, 216-474-0092. NBA trade deadline today, 3 o'clock. Cavaliers haven't done anything. The big story of the day, uh, Browns, 70, 176 acres in Brook Park. Uh, Jeff and I have been talking about this a lot all day. Uh, we've had Daryl Ryder, who has an outstanding story, at 923thefan.com. Online, if you want to read more information on it, Daryl's been talking about this for a long time. NEO Trans blog had it first uh, today talking about it, and you know, it's a airport. It's adjacent to the airport, basically just kind of on the other side of the freeway is where all that land is over there, where the Ford plants were. So you're looking at probably two out of the three Ford plants. Um, and That's we, the word. We want your your input and your thoughts on this. Good idea, bad idea. You know, obviously the dome situation comes back into play on that too. Daryl, or not Daryl. You're fine. Just a quick NBA trade. Hey, Dan. Dan. Raptors are trading Dennis Schroeder to the Nets for Spencer Dinwiddie. Sources tell ESPN Adrian Wojnarowski, of course, reporting Raptors trading Dennis Schroeder to the Nets for Spencer Dinwiddie. Dinwiddie is a, uh, I really like Dinwiddie. He's not been playing real well for Brooklyn as of late. So it's an interesting little flop. Hmm. Point guard for point guard, but Dinwiddie's a little taller. All right, and we'll keep you up to speed on everything that's going on in the NBA. Uh, trade deadline, Cavaliers are supposed to speak later this afternoon. You'll be able to hear that, too, on 92.3 The Fan. So we'll keep you up to speed on what's going on uh, with the NBA. Let's talk to Aaron in Cleveland. Hi, Aaron. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, guys? Hey, how are you? All right. Uh, Brook Park, bad idea. i tell you why. For one of the reasons what you guys just said earlier, what's over there? Everything I don't matter of fact I don't know any other stadium that's built in in a city and is not in the downtown area because twelve of the thirteen are in the suburbs, and it'll probably be third. I'm sorry, twelve of thirty two are already games in suburban areas, and it'll be thirteen if Chicago goes out to Arlington Heights. So, uh, you know. 12 of 32 right now are in the suburbs. About a third. Yeah, but the downtown, what the city of Cleveland should do is just sell that land to the Haslam's and let them build the retractable uh, uh, dome down there and keep it downtown. Because when we leave downtown, we go tailgating uh, all the time. So when we leave downtown area, we we finish the tailgating a little bit, and then you have the restaurants downtown right there off of uh, West 6th. Uh, West Ninth, and uh, right over 
on uh, Euclid right there. You got the East 4th Street, all of that. Everything is downtown, accessible. Yep. So that's why I think it should stay downtown. So, Aaron, you're also – Bro- Okay, go ahead. So I'm listening. No, I'm sorry. If it goes to Brook Park near the airport, I don't know what's over there. Well, and first just, of all, I'm worried about tailgating again. <laughs> well, I actually think if you look at the layout of the land that they have there, there'll be more room to tailgate than there is right now. And that well, the the difference would be is the Browns would own that tailgate area where they don't now. So I think that's a big deal for them. Um, okay, and, you yeah. know that's one of the things. Plus, you're right next to 71. You're right near the Turnpike. You're right off of 480. Um, and you have to believe that there would be all kinds of restaurant development, airport or a hotel, all those things that would be probably built in Brook Park around the surrounding area. It there would be room. the beginning of a yeah. huge complex out there. Aaron. I mean, I, if you get a chance, take a look at what New England is. Look yeah, I'm going to take a look at it. Yeah, I'm a, uh, But I just wonder how long would it take to finish all of that because you got so Three much. Three to four years is what they're speculating in the story I just read. Uh, no, well, no, not the stadium. I'm talking about to add all of the restaurants, the hotels, and all of the other stuff. I don't know. It'd be great for the construction over there by that's for sure. uh, Pinecrest over in uh, Beechwood Orange. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why. I mean, it, yeah. you know, there's another place where you know we had talked about that's City Land over there too. That's over by Pinecrest. If they ever wanted to get rid of Highland Hills Golf Course, that wouldn't be a bad spot either. But now, yeah, as Daryl said. Daryl said, I don't think there's any talk about moving it anywhere else if ownership is truly buying 176 acres uh, in Brook Park, and that seems to be uh, closer today than it was yesterday. Aaron, great phone call. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you. You You guys have a good day. Thank you, Aaron. Tony is in Bedford. Hi, Tony. How are you? Hey, can I get my real handle? It's Tony the Cop. Tony oh, the cop. Tony the Cop, man. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> Not too much. Look, I'm sitting out here at the VA. Got a doctor's appointment at 1. I said, man, I hope I get on before I go in there to my appointment. But, hey, but my point is, man, my son works for the Detroit Lions. And I've been to so many games out there. The last one I went to was that Monday night game. It was sold out like the whole season was. Mm-hmm. I got claustrophobic, man. I mean, I just – it was insane. I was like – I don't know if I can do this again. I mean, it, it was like I've been to Browns games, whereas, you know, I went to the old the old stadium. Come on, man, all the people down there. But it, it's a difference when it's open. But it, it was just like it was warm. I love that factor. But it was like, man, it ain't the same, man. I'm like, I, I mean, I bundle up. I get to get together, man. I took him and his brother to their first game down at the, you know, at the stadium. And I can remember his, his brother looking at me in the third quarter and said, I can't feel my feet. That's memories, you know. Oh yeah, and yeah. I had, Frostbite I had to sticks with you a long time. To the car. Huh? Frostbite will stick with you, Tony. It'll be that's a memory. Oh, hey, hey, can I tell you a quick a quick story? Because I told you my son works for the Lions. Go ahead. Got to make, make quick. Go ahead. Okay, I'll make it quick. He uh he was working. He started working for the Lions. He said he was in there. He was brushing his teeth in the bathroom. He said a guy walked in, uses the bathroom, come over and start washing his hands. He looks over out the corner of his eye, and the guy said, hey, what's up, young brother? He said it was like an ESPN commercial. He said, the guy said, what's up, young brother? He said, not too much. How you doing? He said, I'm Billy Sims, and you are? Oh, cool. He called me up. He said, Pop, you're not going to believe who I met. And he told me the story. I said, man, that's an ESPN commercial. Man. That's so, very, very so, cool. Tony, thank yeah. you for the phone call. And more than that, thank you for your service to this country. Thank you, Tony. Right. Appreciate uh, you. All right. Take care, brother. Later. Appreciate you. Thank, thank you. Thank you, Tony. Uh, let's go to Thomas in Shaker Heights. Hi, Thomas. Hi. Hey, Mr. Ombastian. Hi, Mr. Phelps. Always enjoy the CR show. You got to do a great job. Hey, hey, thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tony. Um, Thomas, excuse me. Honestly, I'm kind of frustrated about the stadium movement. It, it just, um, it just, it's just another, like, to me, it feels like another impeding of progress of the city. 
Um, I think that we should have put more pressure on the city government and the city to uh, to do something about keep building a new stadium downtown. It was obvious that we needed a new stadium. Anybody who's been to that stadium can tell you that stadium was crumbling and it was decrepit and it wasn't up to standard as other cities and other, uh, other stadiums in other cities. And what just frustrates me is, is the fact that it's not going to be centralized. I'm an east sider. That's going to be harder for me to get to. And I'm just sick of going to other cities and seeing all this stuff that other cities have and Cleveland not have it and making excuses for not building stuff that other cities have. Like, we have every single excuse in the book not to have progress. And then when something like this happened and moved to the west side and the inconvenience half the city, people start complaining. Well, we did something in the first place, and we kept, we fought more. We put more pressure on the city to keep the stadium downtown, and we would have a new stadium downtown, not on the west side near airport. It's frustrating. We're really frustrated. Thomas, I'm just asking, do you use the airport at all? Do you fly out of town? No. You never fly no. out of here? All right. I was going to say. I, I usually I drive out of town. I like, I like driving. It's fun. I hear you. I'm not okay. fly out of town every once in a while, you know. I, I got to tell you, Thomas, as an Eastsider, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I don't know. Brook Park, it's still, I mean, you, you literally could throw a stone to the city of Cleveland across the street where they still own land. I mean, it is, it's not, I understand the downtown part of it. The, yeah, the issue yeah. I have is with the stadium that we currently have, we don't use it enough. And you're yeah. locked in, and it's not easy yeah. to get to. And there, there are just a lot of well, things that are just. And I just think that that's the the land that's there could be used for so much more, more than well, twelve days a year. Yeah, I'm excited about the dome. All right, I'm well, very excited about the dome. Oh, that's interesting, Thomas. Thank you. This, so I, it's it's and, funny to hear this conversation because some people hate the thought of a dome. Some people don't. You know, some people are all for it. I the other part, and go back and look at the weather. I mean, we had pretty good weather this year. Yes, last year we had one of the coldest games in the history of the game. One time. I just, the, the weather seems, and Jeff, you talk about this too, that the weather seems to be shifting. And it's not, okay, so if we have Three a weeks, bad Andy. game. Three weeks. If we have a bad weather game, it's December now. It's not November, December. It's December. And if we're lucky enough, although I don't know what it would be like for a playoff game because we haven't seen one since the 90s here in Cleveland. So Agreed completely. After the first of the year. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Uh, I got time for one quick, or you want to come back in a second here? Tell me. One quick. Ed, how are you, Ed? Good. I'm doing real good. Hey, I hate to admit this, but I actually think it's a good idea, okay? And it kind of reeks of the, the Strongsville thing with Modell back in the 80s, and now the mall's there. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I, I do think it's a good idea. It clears the lakefront out. You know, nobody wants to talk about this, but the Browns fan base isn't really in the city limits itself. Okay, they did a study on that. And um, the other thing is it's adjacent to their Berea training facility. So, uh, you know what? I'm fine with the. I'm fine with it. It's close. It's closer. Yes, Ed, thank you. Yeah, yeah I think you're, what, maybe a mile away from Berea? It's it's. It's I not, don't think it's that close, but it's close enough. It's not very far. It's no. maybe a mile, mile and a half. I don't know if that does anything for anybody other than the team. Yeah. All right. Craig Carton's going to join us next. Uh, he's working for FanDuel these days. We talked to him about the Super Bowl. That'll be our next story here we'll do on Baskin and Phelps, and we're going to come back to this in the last hour of Baskin and Phelps, too. Browns owners, 176 acres in Brook Park. Uh, sounds like it's all moving forward a little bit here. Not there yet, but it sounds like it's moving forward towards Brook Park. 216-474-0092. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or 
I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.